discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Coming up, we switch gears and step into the fast-paced universe of media professionals, where every headline is a battle and every broadcast holds the key to success. Hong Kong TVB's latest sensation, the Queen of News, has got many audiences hooked to. Is it aired on TV? But certainly. It has created quite the craze on streaming platforms. What makes occupational drama series so irresistible? Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. Now on Roundtable, as we move on to the next topic of discussion, professional drama. Also known as occupational drama, revolves around the lives, challenges, and experiences of characters within a specific profession. Whether it be doctors, lawyers, police officers, or more recently, media professionals, the genre has maintained enduring appeal across generations of audiences. Hong Kong Television Broadcasts Limited, or TVB, commemorates its. 56th anniversary with the broadcast of the Queen of News or Simbun Nuwang, the latest occupational drama series that has garnered significant attention in Hong Kong and the Chinese mainland alike. The show depicts the cutthroat world of news anchoring, providing an in-depth exploration of the intense rivalry between seasoned news anchors as they compete for the top spot in the news department. Despite the somewhat exaggerated plot, the Queen of News has garnered favorable reviews from viewers, securing an impressive 8.2. Out of ten rating on Douban, often referred to as China's equivalent of Rotten Tomatoes, at the peak of critical acclaim, even after its finale, the show maintained a commendable 7.9. The discussions around the series continue to heat up on social media. Li Yi, as a journalist and someone who's actually watched the show, how accurately does the Queen of News depict the newsroom environment? Well, I would say、um, it does tell part of the daily life of journalists and also people working in the industry. I mean, like you can see people in the show; they're having irregular working hours every day, and also sometimes you are too busy to be in a relation. I, I think a very fun part that has、uh, been. Uh, widespreadly discussed on social media is that one journalist named Zhang Jiayan. She's so hardworking, and when her boyfriend,、uh, who loves her so much, tries to make a proposal, and when that handsome guy news on the ground, this. Lady has to go back to work. However, so she just asks her boyfriend, "How much time do you need? And、uh, <gasps> when do you think you can finish this proposal?"、Um, well, that's a very, I would say, a very dramatic plot, of course, in the show. But somehow that also sh- shows part of the life of being a reporter. You have to always be highly responsive to breaking news, and also you have to make every effort to get. The interview done, especially in very complicated a new story, you need to be very smart and quick to respond to get what you want, and also being very persistent is so important in real life as well. And I think that has been depicted in the show 
um, of course. But then, in terms of whether the show has reflected the true side of、uh, journalism, I would say not really. At least based on my personal working experience,、um, I don't think audience can get a one hundred percent candid, authentic. Picture of journalism by watching this show.、Mm-hmm. I think that's actually why this show is more like a workplace drama instead of like profession drama because、oh. a lot of conflicts are being set in the show to make it more attractive to audience. However, some plots like they look quite strange to me, <laughs> especially as a person who you know、um, has work- been. You're working in the profession, yeah,、mm-hmm. and also you.、Uh, we are in the studio every day、mm-hmm. because. Because、um, in the story,、um, there could be like a host could just、uh, leave the studio during a live show, even、What? though he or she is not reporting. But I think that's not allowed, really, because that's not really <laughs> helpful for safe live stream.、Um, however, maybe I think these kind of plots are there because of its、uh, they are attractive. That's so interesting. You brought that. Point up because if it actually happens in our news organization, good luck being employed ever again. <laughs> you know, like when it's a live broadcast, certainly it's、um, very stressful environment that I can、uh, vouch for. But you can't ever leave your spot when. You're anchoring the news when it goes out live. It's like the、um, the bottom line. It's like no, no. It's um, you know, it, it's like the floor of professionalism for a news anchor or a reporter in that sense. Yeah, But, I, um, actually, in the drama, um, I think the news anchor. Doesn't really leave the studio when she is reporting, but she left the room when some future story was broadcasted. But I don't think that's allowed、uh, mm-hmm. as well,、uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Right.、Um, so that's why I would say that's a tricky part of, I mean, workplace TV dramas because first it's drama instead of documentary. I would say the main purpose of such. Uh, TV dramas is to entertain audience instead of really inform audience or educate audience.、Mm. Um, I mean that's also the charm. I mean the charming part of such dramas as well. Yeah, but still, in my opinion, you need to stay relatively truthful to what it really is like to a large extent in the profession to make it believable and also not to impart erroneous. Information to people, <laughs> Josh. Based on all the information we've shared and your research on the internet, I suppose, because I don't see you being the target audience of this particular show in Chinese. What do you think、um, explains this fascination towards these? Professional or occupational shows, and could you give us some examples that you've seen、um, popular shows from the UK and and elsewhere? Sure. Well, there's there's really too many examples to give you, but there's just so many, and I think that goes some way to explain and answer your first question as to why they're so popular in the UK. We have so many shows about legal professionals. Um, barristers, lawyers, shows like Silk,、um, which is about certain、uh, councils trying to become senior councils,、yeah. and then that when you're a senior council, your gown will be made out of silk as opposed to wool and cotton.、Um, anyway, this is really popular, and a lot of similar shows about moving up through the legal system. 
uh, in the United Kingdom, very, very popular. Also, a lot of political dramas about people working in politics, um, a lot of things about people working in hospitals. There's a very famous soap opera. So it is a TV drama, but it's also slightly different when it comes to genre called Holby City, which is about a hospital. There's another soap called Doctors. There's one about the police called The Bill. Extremely popular. And I think that, you know, we have to be careful a little bit because when we see a drama that focuses on a specific kind of working environment, a working environment that we've experienced, like the ones you just said, I think we are going to always pick it apart a little bit and say, well, that's not how it really is, right? But we got to remember that it is a drama. And I think that unless it states itself to be factual, I think that it, they're allowed a little, a little bit of um, artistic flexibility and creativity here. But I think that to answer your first question, why is it so popular? I think it's quite obvious, really. I think that these dramas are very relatable and i think the working environment is relatable even if it's a completely different one to the one that you've experienced because you still feel those things in any workplace i think there's still a lot of universal truths moving up or the inability to get promoted romance being in the same proximity as the same people all the time is very relatable we know that more romances start in the workplace than anywhere else in any situation really? right so uh, <laughs> Yes. It, statistically, it's true. At least in the UK, I found this. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I imagine that it's probably the same in China as well, but Shh. maybe not. Um, <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. yeah. These stressful. In, I mean, it's really like human life in microcosm, isn't it? It's very fast moving, but faster paced. So mm. um, I think that it's very relatable and intriguing. And I think that also they have really well developed characters in these dramas you know, a developed, compelling character is one of the most important things to have any good story, right? You need to care about that character. And I think that when you have someone in a work environment, the viewer automatically becomes quite invested in the struggle of the character within the workplace. And I think a lot of us can sympathize and empathize with that. Yes, indeed. And if we may sort of zero in on the Queen of News, um, what do you think explains its popularity in today's China? Well, first of all, I think, as Josh said, this show has um, has been very successful, I would say, in the sense of creating very complicated characters. I mean, it has successfully um, depict uh, the intricacy of human beings. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one is purely good or bad. Mm -hmm. There is, like, no such... Uh, simple division of people, uh, which actually can be too common in a lot of TV dramas previously being popular uh, or welcomed by domestic market. But now I think increasingly you are seeing more dramas like this, um, the queen of the news. Um, they are very good at uh, depicting human beings. I mean, the deep side of each one. Mm. I mean, they can be successful uh, at their career, but meantime, they can also be struggling with their personal life. I think that's very relatable to individual audiences because that's the true side of uh, life, I would say. So that's why this show has been so popular. And meantime, I think a strong cast of this show also is one reason that makes it so popular among audiences, especially on the Chinese mainland, because this is a latest production of TVB. And I think TVB has 
had been so popular in like 1990s or 2000s on the Chinese mainland with a lot of successful profession dramas. But then uh, we have seen sort of like a decline of its production, uh, also its financial revenue of, of the company, of TVB. But now with this latest production, I think those audience who used to watch TVB dramas finally await their favorite uh, actors or actresses to come back to this show. I think that also helps to increase the popularity of this show. Yes, and these are veteran and seasoned actors who are returning to a TVB production. And I also find it to be really encouraging to see uh, actresses in their 40s to make such a beautiful comeback and to see roles written for, for example, the the female lead, Xiu Shiman, or Charmaine Shea. Uh, her role is one of those coveted roles, I suppose, for uh, actresses. And it really takes, I think, years of experience and mm. some age to deliver this character in such an outstanding way. Well, I would cheer her on for this actress, but I wonder, like in the show, there are actually a slew of female characters. Um, do you think they are quite representative of, I guess, the joy, quandary, and you know, just the, the laughter and tears of today's working women? I know what they're meaning because uh, especially in recent years, there there has been a demand from the audience for a detailed depiction of, of female workers, especially. We want to see more uh, comprehensive female characters which can really represent today's women, especially here in China. And I think in terms of this show, um, well, there are different female characters with different personalities and uh, um, not every one of them like is uh, graduated from top university and has been so smooth in terms of their climbing their uh, career ladder and they have to sacrifice uh, a lot to achieve what they want and I think that is quite representative in terms of reflecting the true side of today's workplace or real life no matter is for female or male and also I think uh, the very fascinating part of this show and maybe one reason to make it so popular is that um, we know there are different factions in this newsroom. I mean, different teams have to fight against each other to climb their own climb ladder. Uh -huh. uh, well, that's a very typical uh, plot for the workplace drama. But I think it's, um, it's so special because in the end, um, I would say no one actually wins because everyone uh, has to sacrifice something to get what they want. And I think that's a very a very representative principle of real life as well. Mm. Yes, Li Yi, I've seen so many um, commentary on uh, what you just said along those lines, as well as sometimes frustration on a whole bunch of so-called career shows or occupational drama series produced in the mainland that simply are not meeting the expectation or requirement of today's audience. And 
I understand. Opinions can vary widely, and what might be considered good or not good is subjective. However, here are some of the common criticisms of occupational drama series on the mainland. Number one, overemphasis on romance. And however smart or professional the characters or these roles are supposed to be, and they always fall in love and become dum-dums and behave in ways that are nonsensical. And that is really off-putting for the um, audience. And also, you simply feel that there's a lack of depth in character development. Yeah, people fall in love, but that's not like the biggest mission when you are at work. Come on. And also cliched plots, stereotypical characters, and perhaps because, you know, when you're a female audience and then you're looking at these female characters and you just want to go in there and shake that woman and wake her up and it's like... Yeah, uh, you should be making better choices for yourself. And um, and also I would maybe attribute that to um, a lack of realism as well. These are some of the criticisms that people have been using as sort of a comparison to this really good show that people are watching right now. And Josh, why do you think capturing the essence of real life professions in occupational drama can be so challenging? Well, I think one of the challenges you guys illustrated quite well at the beginning of this conversation, didn't you, in that people feel a very deep and personal connection to their workplace and then may quite rightly become frustrated or very critical when this drama isn't accurately enough depicting the realities of that said workplace, right? And so I think that the writers and the producers and the actors all have to sort of balance quite a fine line between making it very entertaining and dramatizing it, making it humorous um, and moving quickly, but also being close enough to reality where the audience can truly empathize with those characters. So I think that that's pretty challenging. And I think when it's done well, you can have quite a mundane, boring setting like The Office, which is one of the most successful TV shows of all time. There's both a British and American version. The American version has so many series and so many episodes of it. Both, I, I would say, equally amazing. And the situation there, the office is what's consistent. It looks like a real office. And the characters, they dress really boring. They dress the same every day. And all of this is quite relatable. And I think the writers were very smart to do that and not make it too bizarre or abstract. But there's other parts of it that are very strange, i.e. a really weird boss, a really eccentric, <laughs> strange boss. Mm. But the funny thing is, is that that can actually be quite the reality sometimes, right? Bosses can often be quite disconnected from their employees. And I, I think that although that there's a lot of very crazy things that happen in that series that probably wouldn't happen in reality, the writers have managed to balance that line quite well. But I think that that is very challenging and sometimes doesn't happen. And Josh, what a brilliant example you just provided there. And The Office, the original British version, was actually a BBC production. And at first I was really uh, a little surprised because, you know, we expect the BBC news anchor to behave a certain way, but also a BBC production can be also so, it's witty, it's strange, and it's brilliant. 
And also, you mentioned that you know the costume is boring or mund- mundane, and uh, also、um, the the actors and actresses. Let's just say they have their acting skills surpass their looks, and and then what what you have at the end of the day is superb writing. That you know, every line is witty, is smart, is super intelligent, and not a moment is wasted. But when I look at a lot of the、uh, career slash professional shows、uh, on streaming platforms and on the TV screen these days, the writing is. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you can you can sense my frustration.、Um, so I guess、um, you know having a really good script is is key. And often we have writers and directors and actors who obviously know nothing about a profession or very little about it. There's just not enough research and prep work that's gone into the script, the lines. Therefore, I'm not surprised that、um, the final content isn't as good. Well, during the heyday of TVB, the network produced a whole bunch of highly successful occupational drama series that some argue shaped the professional aspirations of many young female viewers born in the 1980s and early 1990s. What I have in mind could be *Dianzhong Shilu* or *Forensic Heroes* and. I know for a fact that a number of female forensic scientists went into the profession because of Nie Baoyan, because of the female lead who was so professional, knows what she's doing, head in the game, and also with such intelligence and elegance does she carry her life. And another example could be Miao Shou Renxin or Healing Hands. Oh, have a major soft spot for that show. Yi Hao Huangting. That's called Legal Entanglement. What a Trip down memory lane, guys. So, what, in your opinion, Lee, makes a top-notch occupational drama series? Um, here I just want to refer to my favorite drama series, The Good Wife, and also、yes! The Good Fight. Oh, oh shake hands! Yeah, love it. Um, I think it's so successful in terms of um making a really good occupational drama series in the sense. It's of course I'm not really an insider、uh, for the law industry, so that's why I think、um, it really reflects maybe or it really satisfy、uh, my curiosity for lawyers, especially for female lawyers. I mean, the characters in the show, they are so brave. No matter what challenges they are facing, they are always brave to solve it, and it's not like they're. Days are without struggles or without puzzles. Yet they are always persistent enough to help each other, and they always like rise to the challenges. And I mean that's the fascinating part of those characters. And meantime, I think、um, the screenwriting of this show is so successful in terms of closely following the current issues. I mean, especially for the good fight. I remember. Uh, some uh, stories where scenes are closely related to the election in the U.S., and I think that makes this show really special and also inspiring for audience like me. Maybe that could be one、uh, advantage of such occupational drama series.
Yeah, definitely. Oh, how can I express my love for Diane Lockhart? Oh, yes. <laughs> She's a gorgeous 60-something powerhouse in law and who is competitive, has an active sex life, and is surrounded by women of different ages and backgrounds. And like Yi, you just said, they are out to live their life to the fullest and put in seriously hard work. And they also exchange stupidly great banter in terrific shoes. They're brave, brash, funny, and unforgettable. And they are fully formed, complicated, dynamic female characters, which, let's face it, is still something of a novelty these days. And there goes my speech about female characters or the lack of really good ones on today's TV. Um, Josh, what else do you see as um, critical factors that make a top-notch occupational show well i think that the most important thing is to have relatable and multi-dimensional characters but in order to do that in order to create a multi-dimensional character the story has to have several things and i think that one of the most important things that you need is a clear backstory because to understand anybody not just in a drama but in life right we know that one trick to get to know somebody better. One trick to build trust with a person is to tell them some personal details about yourself, right? To disclose information, mm -hmm. to let people know about your background, where you're from and things like this. And I think a lot of dramas, they really fail to do this or they fail to do this in a way that is believable, right? You can have something incredible happen to a character. You can have something devastating happen to a character. But if you haven't seen that they've had a very relatable or you don't understand where they've come from, it's very difficult for the audience to care about them. So I think especially when it comes to dramas about the professional world, if you see a high-flying lawyer earning loads of money and winning all these cases, and then suddenly they have a terrible boss and the boss is awful to them, and then they can't sleep for three days because of the stress of work. I mean, unless you know where they're from, you don't really care, right? Mm -hmm. So at some point, the writer has to introduce this backstory. And I think that if you have that, if that really works, it doesn't even matter what the con the physical context is. It doesn't really matter what the environment is. As I said, it could be a boring paper production office <laughs> like in the series, The Office, or it could be something quite incredible. And the quite incredible, um, you know, world traveler or whoever it may be, those movies can also be really boring as we've seen by some massive big budget flops. Right? <laughs> Very good point. I can fully concur in that sense. Um, but also, here's a question, you know, just to build on top of what Josh just said. Lee, do you think these days for the masses of audience, do they still have the patience and appetite for something that might not grab your eyeball immediately, visually? The producers are they're timing themselves because they want the audience to get the cathartic moment every like five seconds mm. otherwise they're afraid they're gonna lose your eyeball time mm. does that produce good shows well i get your point um actually you know when i was like researching about the show uh, i saw the producer of this drama he said that um, he knows very well, actually, if a TV series is filmed like 100% realistically, 
then he said that the show will be completely boring、mm. and that won't be attractive to audience. So that's why he's trying to create more conflicts to make the show more attractive. Write down your criticisms, the stuff you're not satisfied with. On social media, vent it out after you've watched the thing, or just multi-screen <laughs> at the same time.、And、that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Josh and Li Yi, for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time. <laughs>